hey, hey, you over there, you got any housing for sale over there? Because we can't find anything here in Texas. That is going to be the main topping point of this month's, this quarterly market report for the state of Texas. Every major metro is the lowest inventories ever been re in recorded history that we can really find. So we are going to be going over those topics at every major metro, and I'm going to be just bulging where I think inventory is going to show up first, and what are the signs to be looking for when that does start to happen. So let's get right into it. That is going to be the main topping point of this month's, this quarterly market report for the state of Texas. Every major metro is the lowest inventories ever been re in recorded history that we can really find. So we are going to be going over those topics at every major metro, and I'm going to be just bulging where I think inventory is going to show up first, and what are the signs to be looking for when that does start to happen. So let's get right into it. I'm John Barr with An Investor's Journey, bringing you the best tips, tricks, and strategies to help you succeed in real estate the right way. In this channel, we go over everything that's currently working in our market and things that aren't working in our market to help you succeed along your investor's journey. If you do find this market report informational, we would love more than if you could do two things for us. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, and the third thing, you've shared this with somebody that you know could find this information very useful. So this month, we are going over our quarterly report over the entire state of Texas or the four major metros. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. First up on the list, we have the great city of Austin, the capital of the Lone Star State. Also, the absolute hottest place to be trying to buy a house right now, or great if you're a seller there and looking to leave Austin. So as far as Austin stats go, we got 2,599 single-family residential permits that were pulled. That's a 61% increase year over year. Keep in mind throughout this report that the month of April of 2020, May, when these numbers are compared to, was the height of the unemployment and the layoffs and the beginning of the pandemic when everybody was shut down, locked down, and put into the houses before things really took off. So take everything here with a grain of salt as far as these numbers being that high as, as far as increases go. Two to four units, you're sitting at 35 units. That's a 20.5% decrease year over year. Five plus units, your multifamily is sitting at 2,035, which is a 23.7% increase year over year. Average sales price, just shy of 571,000, which is just shy of a 30% increase year over year. The big news coming out of Austin is that the median sales price is up to 475000 which is a mind-boggling 46.2% increase year over year, which is just absolutely insane. And this is actually the second month in a row that they've had year over year appreciation in the 40s. Yeah, 42%, I think, is what it was the year uh, month before. So, I mean, I think at this time last year, median sales price in Austin was like 330 340 Now it's up to 475 which is absolutely insane. Total sales still at a healthy 3,976, which is a 48% increase year over year. Employment is sitting at 1.21 million. That's 17% increase year over year. So keep in mind that number should continually this next year or next several months continue to rise and be at some very high rates because that's when everybody was laid off. Austin gained just shy of 11,000 jobs in the previous month, and that is what we want to continue to see as people to continue to come back to work and adding jobs. Unemployment, Austin is sitting the lowest of the four major metros here in Texas at 4.5%, which really isn't that far off. Pre-pandemic was sitting at just about in the low threes, so we're only 1.5% um, unemployment higher than where we were pre-pandemic. That's a 0.78% decrease from the previous month. So that's what we want to see is those big gains 
lowering that on unemployment. Months of inventory is sitting at an abysmal 0.54 months. That's still a 0.1 increase from the previous month. So Austin last month was at 0.4 months. We're at 0.5 now. May of 2020, just to kind of give you an idea, was sitting at two months of inventory. One thing you got to keep in mind with that month of inventory and what that really means, the lower that number is, the stronger of a seller market it is. That means if you are trying to buy a house here in Austin, it, you're just competing with everybody. So that number, the lower that number is, the stronger the seller market is. Our balance market, take you back to Econ 101, everything's trying to find its equilibrium between supply and demand. Right now, with that, that Right now, that is telling us that there is just so much demand for housing and absolutely no supply. That means that if you're trying to sell your house right now, you are sitting in a very good negotiating position to where if you try to sell a house, it's worth gold. And with these low months of inventory, you see 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 300,000 prices over asking prices because housing is in so much demand and there's so much influx of people with cash trying to buy houses. So anytime you see those numbers, keep that in mind that the lower that number is, the more in demand that price point is showing that there's an, a disconnect between supply and demand. So now what we're looking at here is the median price point priced over time. So if this is your first time tuning in, what we're looking at is our sales cycles in real estate here in Texas. And I'm can't speak because I haven't pulled the data myself for other cities and states, but I bet it, or other states anyways, but I bet it follows a very similar style to where it goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter, kind of in an upward trajectory over the entire time until you get to 2020. And if you've been living under a rock and you don't know that real estate's hot, it really is across the entire nation. So you kind of really blows this thing out of proportion, but you always get this little dip right here and this little spike here. That's your people trying to buy houses before the end of the year. So if you're trying to list your house in, uh, Around in November timeframe, it's a good time to get that little jump. So these, this spike is your December closings, meaning these are November's contracts. So something you can use this data and apply it. Now, if you guys are wanting a copy of this market information, please just go ahead and text our text community 210-794-9898 and text market. And we will get you guys set up to where you can get notifications when this data is going out and where you can go to get a copy of the slides for this market report. Your view of appreciation. I mean, the data kind of gets skewed a little bit, just kind of the unemployed, just like the unemployment to where you can see coming out of this last uh, recession of the 08 crisis, Prices started to stop falling in around 2011, 2012, and Austin came back and it was sitting at 14, 15% year over appreciation, which is still absolutely insane in itself, but it doesn't look as bad because now you got 40% year over year appreciation. So minus that, the why I track this data is Austin does a perfect picture of that as it got hot. For quite a while and you can see if you were to draw a line it starts to fall off and kind of regress back down to its normal trends of your three to five percent is where it should be but we've had so low of inventory it's been really pushing prices up for the time being you can really see that going into 2019 to where you were only hitting two three four and a half percent through 2019 and then it really just kind of took off in 2020 when the mortgage rates fell through the floor and then you had the fear of missing out and your big buyer boom for real estate now we have the months of inventory by price range. Now it's kind of hard to use this data for the fact that we're just so low. I mean, there's no inventory anywhere. You list anything and it's gone immediately. 
but you can still kind of get a picture of where your most in-demand housing is. And it's really in that 200 to 450, 500 price range where you're sitting at 0 0.3, 0 0.3, 0 0.2, 0 0.3. And then as you look into these higher price points, you start getting 0 0.6, 0 0.6, 0 0.8, 0 0.4, 0.8 and into the one month inventory. And as inventory start to normalize, you are going to start seeing this higher price point get there uh, quicker because that is your more traditional uh, normal market is there's more inventory in your higher price points. Next up, we have Dallas Fort Worth, the big D for Texas. So single family residential permits was at 4,515, which is a 58% increase year over year. Two to four units at 49 was actually an increase of 53% from this time, April of last year. And people usually just don't build houses. Like your big developers aren't building multifamily units like they were. The last boom for that was in the kind of the 1980s when production builders were building a lot of duplexes. But anymore, it's your single mom pop investors like you and I building those units five plus units or multifamily, you're just, you're sitting at just shy of 2,500 units. And that is 24.7% increase year over year. Now we're looking at median sales price of 331, which is a 27.5% increase year over year. Total sales is at 9,442. So got a healthy number there as well. And that's a 26.5% increase year over year. Keep in mind, this is of April of last year when everything kind of locked down. Employment is just shy of 3.8 million. That's a 14% increase year over year in 28,000 jobs. Good number to see. Unemployment is at a 5.65 and that is a 0.87% decrease from the previous month. And that is what we are wanting to continue to see. Months of inventory, I mean, I guess a positive thing you could say it's double that of Austin, but when you're starting at a half month inventory, getting to one month inventory, it's still insanely low of inventory and there's just nothing out there for sale. And even leading into this April of 2020 was at two and a half months inventory. So it never had the chance to recover and it's just sucked up all that inventory. And that's what increase has been causing these massive price increases. So now on to the median sales price plotted over a period of time. Same thing. It's up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. So that is what we are going to want to continue to see in a healthy market. One thing you can kind of see in here though, is why I track this stuff is uh, Dallas was definitely starting to slow down. So if you were to draw a line, like it was pretty much even all the way up in 2018. And then it really started to, to level off a little bit leading into the pandemic and how things went crazy there. So you can kind of see that it coincides right here with uh, 2018, 2019 with the year over year appreciation starting to slow down. So that is why I track those two graphs is I want to see what values are doing. Is it slowing down or speeding up? Like you can see coming out of the last recession, boom way up there for quite some time. This one, boom, way, way, way up there for quite a period of time. And I do expect this to continue to stay high. It can't stay at 25, 30 or 40% like Austin. Cause eventually, I mean, year over year, you're talking prices are going to be, I mean, 750,000 for your median sales price. It just can't continue to climb like that, but I do expect it to stay high in a tight inventory environment for quite some time. I can't give a talk to how many years, but it's going to be a while in my humble opinion. So price range by zip code months inventory, you can see it's a little bit better than Austin, but it's still abysmal as far as like what inventory is out there, but it still shows the same kind of thing that that price point most in demand area is in your 200 to kind of see 350 in or in Dallas Fort Worth. Cause then you start getting into the 0 0.6, 0 0.8, 
0.8, one month inventory when you get to the higher price points. So definitely kind of keep an eye on this information over the month. And then when I do this next quarter, you can kind of see how these numbers change. So I, this is, I have been doing this for, I think the third quarter now. So go back and look at some of those other market reports and see what inventory has changed over these last not, uh, three to nine or six to nine months and tune in, uh, make sure you text market to 210-794-9898. So you don't miss this information. So you can really see where this stuff comes from. Hey, you right there watching this video, listen to this video, whatever you're doing, hit that like button yet. Did you hit that subscribe. Did you tell a friend about it? Well, you better. We're right in the middle of June. Christmas is six months away. So now it's time to start doing good and nice things that you're supposed to be doing for Santa and hit that like button, hit that subscribe button and really help us out a lot. Thanks. Now back to the video. Houston, H-Town, we're sitting at 5,254 single-family permits. That is an 8.41% increase year over year, so a big boom in the housing starts there in Houston. Two to four units, 76 to 3,700% increase year over year, which, like I said, it's not a number to really look at too closely because just not that many people build those kind of units. Five plus units, 2,235, which is a 91% increase year over year. So that's good for Houston to see a healthy market because these have long tailwinds of how long these projects are. So they're showing builder confidence in the multifamily space and the single family residential space for Houston for your big builders. Average sales price, 387,000. That's a 21% increase year over year. Median sales price is over 300,000 at 304,370. That's a 21%. 21.8% increase year over year. Total sales, 12,100, which is a 55% increase year over year. So great number there. Employment, 3.15, and that is 11.9% increase year over year. Gained just shy of 31,000 jobs from the previous month. Unemployment sitting at 7.09, as 0.89% decrease from the previous month. And Houston is the highest unemployment in the state of Texas. Months inventory sitting at 1.4, and that's flat from the previous month. May of 2020 was at 3.3. So you can see how much inventory has really been sucked up uh, from this previous time frame. And the total sales have still main, maintained a, a healthy pace relative to 2019 uh, before the pandemic started. So everything's still kind of there. It's just the market hasn't had the chance to adapt and build up inventory. So basically anything's on the market, gone instantly. And that's going to continue to push prices up until things start to normalize. Houston, a little more volatile that you can see, but you can still pick out the sales cycles where it just kind of goes up, down, up, down, up, down, all the way along until obviously 2020, 2021 took off to where they currently are. Year over year appreciation. Now these are kind of your little bit normal, what you're seeing as far as like Austin kind of threw things off where coming out of the recession, it took off, got high, made up for the gains of recovering economy. And then it really slowed down and started to trickle down as the appreciation started to normalize, getting into that two and a half to 5% year over year appreciation from basically 2018 to 2020. It was kind of getting back to the normals that it usually has been over the past 30, 40, 50 years. And then 2020 obviously just absolutely took off. By price range, uh, now you're starting to really see like how this number's change to where the most in-demand price point, and this is how we use this data in our business, is where is the most in-demand housing? And it's really 150 to 300. And that is where we target in San Antonio is that in-demand price point for the housing is where the inventory is the lowest. And as you can see, it really starts to climb as you start getting into those higher price points. And then you obviously get into ultra high and you start getting a little bit more of a inventory lack. But here you are definitely seeing a lot 
of houses starting to kind of come back to the market compared to some of the other major metros. Now we're off to my home city of San Antonio. Now keep in mind, I'm going to have a little bit more information on this because this is where I actually live and I where I do a lot of investing and a lot of the other zip codes, major metros, like I pull the information for my zip code because I actually download the entire MLS and chop it up into the additional information that you do see. And there's just way too many zip codes and the other major metros and our VAs that assist us pulling this information. It just, it's just too much. San Antonio takes about 30 hours a month to pull this stuff. So I can't do that for the other major metros, but you can do this yourself if you are uh, looking for this information. If you are, reach out to us directly and I'd be help, happy to help kind of guide you along on how and where to get the information. So building permits for San Antonio for May is at 1,244, which is a 99% increase year over year. So great news coming out of the, for builder confidence here. Two to four units as uh, at 10% or nine, nine units as a 10% decrease from year over year. So not a lot of multifamily going in there. Five plus units at 105 at 84 or 84.5% increase. Total sales is at 300, or average sales price, sorry, is at 314,853, which is a 22.5% increase year over year. Median sales price just at 280,000, and that is a 19.7% increase year over year. And it's actually the 11 month in a row, I believe we have hit double digit appreciation for here in San Antonio. Total sales, 3,669, and that is a 2,000, or sorry, 2,000, 27.2% increase year over year. Average sales price is at 1,649, which is a 9% increase, 9.4% increase year over year. So great for landlords to be able to increase some rents to help soften the burden of the prices and, or the increase in property taxes and insurance. Bad for tenants because they're going to have to start paying more because inventory for rentals either. Employment at 1.147 million and that's a 15.7% increase year over year and we gained 8,800 jobs from the previous month. Unemployment is sitting at 5.58%. That is a 0.91% decrease from the previous month. So almost an entire percentage drop from the previous month, which is what we want to continue to see. Months of inventory, and this is for the month of June, is at 1.27. It's 0.04 month decrease. So it's actually getting a little tighter here in San Antonio. And as a reference point, June 2020 was at 3.32%. So really kind of staying strong. And I think as June is the last month is when things really started to pick up. So these market reports are going to start getting much more interesting and seeing how are we going to continue to perform year over year when the boom really started to see if it's continuing or starting to slow down a little bit. Median sales prices over time, same kind of thing. And it's much more even and prevalent to where it's our sales cycles up summer, down winter, up summer, down winter. And you can kind of see it started to taper off a little bit into 19 and then 2020 and 2021. It's just really taken off uh, up to that 280,000. Monthly rents, uh, since this is San Antonio, like I mentioned, I pull this information and I can find this for San Antonio, uh, but it follows the same exact cycles to where it's up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. And where you can really use this information is you're the landlord, rent when you want to rent. We All of our leases end in the April, May, June timeframe so that when we a tenant moves out, notifies us they're moving out or going somewhere else, I can take, recoup my house, take it back control, paint it, get it make ready and get it back on the market to catch that next tenant or that next highest price point. Because you can see here, I mean, in a six month timeframe, you're getting 1300 month or would you rather get 14, 1450, 1460? 
I don't know about you guys, but I'd be rather get my rent here just by waiting six months. So when we buy a house, we always start it. It might be an eight month, nine month, 10 month, six month lease because they're always going to end or 15 or 17 month because I'm going to end right here every single time for my reports or for our rental rental properties. So you can kind of see that it's kind of really gone up to where it went up in the summer last year and it started to go down in the winter, but then now it's really taken off and increasing. So that is good for us as landlords that things that we do want to continue to see. Unemployment over time. Uh, this, like I said in the very beginning, like the pandemic really kind of blew this out of the water. So these last two recessions don't look as bad, even though they were far worse and they lasted much longer. Uh, so you can see the dot-com bubble and you can see the mortgage crisis and the lending crisis. And this is kind of how your typical recovery goes, where it just kind of bounces around. You hire a lot, then it kind of goes back, hires, lowers back. And then you can see how low we really were trying to trend down here. And then pandemic started, but you can see it's following kind of the same trend. It's kind of going up and down, up and down and starting to trend down. And that's exactly what we want to continue to see. If I see it starting to rise and for too many months in a row, kind of like you saw over here where it's like, man, we're getting bigger losses, then we're getting gains. I'm going to continue to watch that to figure out what is going on in the market. Uh, year over year appreciation, San Antonio, you can kind of see kind of follow the same thing. If we turn positive right around 11, 2011, 2012, and we kind of held pretty steady, uh, around 10% and then slowly started to go down and then took off again. Once, uh, things started to recover from the last recession or the pandemic essentially. Now, by price range, you are going to notice a little more information here because I break down my home market by price range and by zip code. And this is something that if you're not, I don't obviously don't pull it for the other three major metros, but this is also the information that I do use. I want to see where the amount of sales volume is at. Remember, we had like 3,500 houses that sold here and almost 1,400 of them, almost just shy of half of them, half half the houses sold or just in these two price points of the 200 to 300 price point. And you can see it's the lowest month of inventory as well, which is why we do our investing in this price point for our fix and flips and our rentals. We want to be sitting below that because there's a good chance that appreciation is going to push up into these price points. And we've seen that exactly across our entire portfolio of properties that we have. Every single one of them has really got a big gain in equity because we bought right and used this data to really target where we purchase houses and why we purchase houses of location and price point associated with that. So now the other way I do that is by the zip codes. I want to know where the lowest month of inventory is by zip codes and what those price ranges do. So you can kind of see we've gotten a lot of shakeup in the last several years that some of the hot ones have kind of fallen out of the top 10 uh, just because they've been there for so long. But this is where the most in-demand housing is in San Antonio right now. And you got some pretty large zip codes in here. This 78247, 251, 247 are all kind of across the center to north uh, northwest side of the city. And you can see what these numbers do over time and compared back to 2018, what three years of these ultra low inventory markets really do to your average price points, which is why I track this information so religiously and put it out there for you guys. And so you can see and make better, smarter investing decisions. Remember, just a little plug here. If you guys do like this information, text 210-794-9898 and text market to it. And you'll get a copy of this information and the slides uh, every time this goes out. So now let's take a look at the highest months of inventory. So the highest months of inventory, now not to say these are bad zip codes by any means, because you can still see a lot of them still appreciate from the last three years. I mean, 164 to 246. I mean, you're talking almost $80,000 in appreciation right there, or 
78210 had gone from 158 to 308. And like I said, not these are bad zip codes because you still have ultra low inventory and they do appreciate very nicely, but you do need to understand what your competition level is. So when this market does start to normalize, uh, you are going to want to continue to watch these numbers and see what the inventory rates are starting to come back and where inventory is starting to come back first. So you're not thinking across the entire market that the markets are appreciating and you're getting stuck holding a lemon in a certain price point or a certain zip code. Now, the caveat to that is your highest month's inventory. And now it's not to say these are necessarily bad zip codes to be investing in, but you, because you can see here, prices still appreciate month over month, year over year. Uh, and some of them very nicely from 158 to 308 and 78210. And they've had some high months of inventory pre previously, but prices still do increase. But it is something you do want to continue to watch and what your inventory's levels do go up to. And why that really matters of watching those things and watching these sales volume is like, that's how we're going to gauge where inventory is coming back. So we all know real estate's hot, but there's sectors within real estate that we all need to continue to watch. And that's why I put this information out there. So as markets continue to, I mean, I would not saying recover, continue to boom. We can't stay at these levels forever. They have to come down as far as appreciation levels, but where are they going to come back? Everyone's going to know. We look at the main stats, Hey, inventory starting to increase, but where? That is why I track this information and I look at months of inventory and the sales volume and the zip codes to see where is inventory kind of increasing the most to make sure I don't buy in that zip code because we know it's all month of inventory across the market is just an average. Within that average, you have certain price points. That's why we know here in San Antonio, 150 to 300, that's where we want to be. That's where we're trying to invest because that's where the inventory is the lowest. Now, as the market goes and we see that, hey, the higher price point, three, four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar houses are that's where there's a lot of inventory starting to creep up. But our zip code where we're working at or our zip codes, our price points are still extremely low. And that's what we've seen in the past, even before this pandemic started of having those ultra low inventory rates. So that is why it's important to tune into these market reports, talk to your local real estate agents and make better informed decisions that are going to make you a better investor over the long term. With that all being said, this concludes this quarter's market update for the state of Texas. Now, again, if you guys are interested in getting this information, make sure you text market to 794-9898 so you can get a copy of the slides or head over to sarealestatemarket.com and subscribe to our newsletter for the market updates so you can get everything every single month and all the tips and tricks and things that we put out in the different type of content. Now, please, if you did enjoy this video, we'd absolutely love for you to give us a subscribe, give us a like, or share this information, this channel with everybody because all we want is just to make everybody a better investor and be more successful in the real estate industry. I encourage you to head over and check out some of our other previous content that we've put out about tips and tricks and things that are working in our market that we think would help everybody that's looking to get in this wonderful industry that we call real estate. Otherwise we'll catch you guys next month.